Hey gang, welcome to episode 192 of the No Proscenium podcast, the voice of everything immersive. I'm Noah Nelson coming to you from the No Pro studio here in Los Angeles, California. This episode is brought to you by listeners like you. That clacking sound you heard was me dramatically taking off my glasses, despite the fact that none of you can see me. Probably for the best, uh, I haven't had a shower yet today, my hair looks crazy. All right, this week on the show, our guests are Christoph Vischer and Spencer Williams, who are the creative team behind Tales by Candlelight. That's the latest from Walk the Night, Spencer's company. Uh, Christoph is the co-creator and scent guide. He also has a company called Cantrip Candles, which is uh, a company <clears throat> that makes scented candles for use in tabletop role-playing games. Get ready for maybe the nerdiest episode we've ever had. I am stoked that we get to bring you this episode. This was recorded at Cantrip Candles, which is where Tales by Candlelight happens. It was right after we did this session. The session was incredible. It was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, I highly recommend if you are, if you have even a dash of role-playing nerd in you, I recommend this highly, highly, highly hashtag no pro loves, uh, more on that, more on that in a moment. We've got some announcements to make some, some things to hustle on. Let's do that. The first thing I want to hustle on is this. Uh, I am giving a new version of my talk, the art of presence. Uh, this one's called the art of presence into an immersive future. I think that's right. Uh, at the LA Times Festival of Books, if you don't know the Festival of Books, uh, and I haven't been yet, I've lived in LA for like eight years now, and I still have been to the Festival of Books. I've been like aware. I've had friends doing stuff at the Festival of Books, and I haven't gone down because I'm a jerk. I'm also busy, uh, but I'm a jerk. Um, and the Festival of Books is just, um, it puts the lie to the idea that LA doesn't read because there's like a hundred thousand people who come. So if you're not in a crowd, it's probably not the place to go. Um, there's just all of these authors who are there. And I want to point out, it's not just me who's talking about stuff that's related to our field here. Our friends from Scout Expedition Company, they're going to be there. Uh, they're also going to be on the show next week, and they've got some announcements coming up. What's up with that? Uh, Nani de la Pena, who is like the godmother of the current era of VR, she's going to be there talking. Eliza McNitt, who's the creator of Spheres, is going to be talking. Uh, if you're interested in things beyond, there's like all kinds of authors and political figures. I'm very excited because Douglas Rushkoff, who is one of my idols? Uh, he is he's the, the the intellectual like guidepost for me. Uh, he's going to be there talking about Team Human. Uh, I'm very excited about that. Uh, I'm super stoked that Doug's going to be there. Uh, he's going to be there on Sunday. Um, there's there's just all this stuff going on. I think I'm actually up against Chelsea Clinton um, <laughs> in the schedule. It's like how did what? How did that happen? So the best part about the LA Times Festival books is it is free. The tickets are available. All you gotta do is sign up. There's like about 70 people who've signed up for tickets so far. I think the room for mine holds like 
200 people or so. So there's plenty of room left, but don't just come down for me. Uh, check out a bunch of other stuff. The scout guys are going to be doing a little pop-up experience. Uh, there might be some other experiences kind of hanging around. I'm going to be combing through to kind of figure out what, uh, what I'm doing with my own schedule. Cause I'm going to definitely be there for all day Saturday and uh, going to pop around a lot on Sunday. Of course, later on Sunday, it's game of Thrones. I'm really excited. Also on that Friday, we're getting a st- episode nine trailer almost certainly so i'm really looking forward to next weekend like i kind of just like can we just get next week can next weekend be this weekend please let's, let's get there all right so i will see you at the festival of books all right and holler at me online if you're going i want to know you're going to be there because uh, i want people to run around with it'll be kind of fun and then like i said I'll, I'll try and put my schedule together and uh, kind of give a little guide and, and we'll see uh, if nothing else, I will release that as an irregular if I don't write it up. There. That's my commitment to you. We're overdue for an irregular anyway. Um, hey, there's another event this month um, that I uh, want you to to draw your attention to, which is Leia is doing an immersive intensive on April 27th at Thymeli Arts uh, with the help of our friends at Thymeli Arts, who are our production partners on this. Um Let's give you kind of a little rundown of what's going to be there. Um, tickets are a hundred bucks. It's six hours worth of workshops, uh, two hour workshops. So three workshops at two hours a throw. Um, here's the folks who are going to be teaching. Uh, Haley Nichelle, who was in Chained and Sleep No More, and then she fell. She's doing um, some movement based workshops. Derek Spencer of ceaseless fun he's leading his viewpoints setup uh, called uh soft focus um there tommy haunton is coming through and doing a workshop on playing with agency interactivity and choice uh chris porter and michael bates from the speakeasy society are doing a workshop on writing techniques all right uh larp rpg and immersive panel is coming through uh kristen haglett and Aaron Vanek, who've been working a lot on LARPs here in town, uh, they're they're going to be on there. Uh, Jennifer Kretschmeyer, who is Kretschmer, sorry, uh, who is a professional D and D dungeon master and has been on Geek and Sundry, uh, she's going to be there. And Christoph Vischer, who is owner of Candrip Candles, right? Okay, he's going to be on there. So one of our guests today, we've got business from Nagin Singh, who's the executive director of the Santa Monica Pier. She's on team building and management, how to build a creative office culture, uh, press and publicity. Is going to be myself and Naya Mack. And pitching the project is going to be by Josh Randall, who's the live event producer and creative director. Um, and uh, he's over at Two Bit Circus, and he's also the creator of Blackout. So we've assembled this kind of, you know, Avengers team here, West Coast Avengers, right? We don't got any Tony Starks, uh, you know, maybe one Tony Stark. Not me. Uh, maybe Josh. Uh, <laughs> some of the West Coast Avengers to give you this amazing uh, opportunity here. Um, take advantage of it. Uh, also proof that we don't need to like, you know, have like a massive thing, you know, where everyone's coming from out of town. Uh, there's, I think there's up to like about 60 slots total is what we're going to be able to handle. Uh, on the day of the workshops are first come first served. Uh, I think that's how it's working. Uh, or maybe there may be a picker thing ahead of time based on like, you know, when you buy. I have to admit, I'm not entirely certain what we've set up. I've been running around uh, and I'm like, the team's like, the team's doing good work. I'll just let the team do the work. Uh, I try not to, I try not to exercise dictatorial powers and things because I've got that instinct. Uh, I might have to uh, kill my neighbors though because they are screaming as they often do. They they shout at each other to get each other's attention. It's really charming slash sarcasm. Um, Okay, there, enough of that. Uh, But 
seriously, check out the workshop intensive weekend. Uh, we might have some more stuff to announce uh, related to it soon. Uh, it's 100 bucks before April 22nd. After the 22nd, it goes up to $125. So get in early. It's also a good idea just to get, get that stuff locked down soon. Anyway. Okay. Um, Patreon. We are uh, we're doing good. Um, we've we've pulled back a little bit. Like we're down like four people from the height of where we were. So last time we checked in, we were at 228 and we were running at uh, 1293 in terms of how much money. Right now we're at 224 people and with uh, $1,284. So like not too bad cash wise. Uh, remember our next goal is $1,500 so we can start uh, putting aside money for travel stipends for the team, right? Doing some stuff, nice stuff for the team. We're a long way, a long way from being uh, independently sustainable here. And as we well know, um, while it's great to have underwriting. Uh, the market does what the market does, and it's not always something that we can rely on forever. The one thing we know we can rely on is direct appeals to listeners and readers. And we got more readers all the time. We get more listeners all the time. We just had a nice spike. Uh, also, by the way, hi, if you're here from uh, that last episode with the Willows. This is what the show is really like. Um, not just me talking to him. It's just me talking to a microphone. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, we can always use your help. Patreon.com slash no proscenium. Help us get to that $1,500. And you know what? If we can if we can cross the $1,400 line, I'll probably go ahead and finally invest in some better audio editing software because I want to do more stuff like last week, but I want to do it even better. Um, speaking of which, oh, one more thing. Uh, Sarah Popek and Lauren Zajic are our latest backers. So thank you both for joining. And a few people have upped their donations and a few people uh, left or lowered their donations. And it's fine. It's totally fine. I get it. I completely get it. Like money is money is a problem. Um, I wish it didn't exist. So then we could just do what we want to do. It'd be amazing. Um, fully automated luxury communism. All right, look, we get the nanotechnology and we can go there. I'm just saying. Just saying. Just saying. The sustaining backers of No Presidium are Jan Budman, Lonnie Hanson, Ari Hurstan, Mark Balthazar, Sam Kinkin, and Ross Sigworth. Thank you, gentlemen, as always. Let's get ready to slide into the show. So, mentioned it before. I've mentioned Christoph twice now. Um, Tales by Candlelight, it is an interactive storytelling experience. The set and setting is, is really the thing that, well, the set setting and the sense, right? Those, the three S's of this are what elevate this beyond going over to your friend's house to do a solo D and D session. Um, it's not D and D it's, is what you make of it with Christoph, what you make together. It is an act of co-creation and it's, it's a lot of fun. And the sensory level, just the mood, uh, it's the world we made together was unlike anything I had ever imagined on my own. And for that alone, I'm going to cherish this forever. And then, um, you know, a couple of weeks afterwards, uh, I got a candle out of it, a candle that we had crafted over the course of the evening. Um, we're not going to get into the particulars. There's even a couple of moments here where uh, Spencer asked me like, Hey, can we like not mention that part? Cause there's little moments of, of 
the 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 how is kind of just as important uh, in some of this. So we're we're gonna talk big picture in this uh, in what's follow. We're also gonna talk a little bit about the world we made. So I don't want to set up too much, but uh, if you're in LA. Uh, it's just a lovely experience. Uh, and if you're, like I said, you have even a smidgen of role-playing nerd in you, you want to do this. You do. Okay. On that note, let's get to the interview. I don't really want to spoil right. too much. Spencer, are you going to be okay? I got to gonna... get down. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't sit on the thing I, or whatnot. It's not are a gonna... sustainable pose. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm great. I'm going to move this whole table. Yeah, yeah, we I'm can... good now. Are you down? All right, cool. Okay. Yeah, you, might, you, might be, you may be the most comfortable of us all. Um, we're all sitting on the floor, just so everyone knows. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll kind of start. Okay, so context here. Three, two, one. All right. To my right is... Spencer Williams. And to my left is... Christoph Vischer. And what I just experienced is a beta for... Tales, Tales by, by Candlelight. Candlelight. Nice, Never guys. to ever again be said in duo <laughs> like that. Again. Nope, nope, nope. First and last time. Yep, yep. A That's beta. Good. Like cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, this, um, how do you guys want to describe this? Because this is going to come out before the experience gets released. This is, this is, uh, Spencer, this is kind of, um structurally in some ways like a, a bit of a spiritual follow-up to the guest and the host which was mm-hmm. make music which was a music making experience this mm-hmm. is this is a storytelling experience there's more there's even, i can safely say there's more story in this than there is in make music mm. and the byproduct of the experience is a candle it, mm-hmm. you don't get it you don't get it that like that two weeks later you get you get a customized mm-hmm. candle yeah in the same way that about a week later you get a song from mm-hmm. make music about two weeks yeah. later but this is about the journey of, of making that. And you've, mm-hmm. you've really, really made it a journey. So mm-hmm. what do you guys want to say about this? Because there's so much to dive in. Like how much about how much about the actual experience do we want to I think it's fair to the the a lot of the the surprise and the mystery comes from the environment, which listeners you will not be able to see, fortunately. So that's, that's true. That's part of the that's part of the surprise. And then I think as long as we're just not talking about the specifics of the the technicalities the the stages that happen yeah. through the thing but like in general i think yeah it's a storytelling experience driven by scent so you're going to be experiencing lots of different smells along the way you're going to be um telling stories um kind of like a back and forth i like to think of it as touching on the the very primal need to sit around a campfire and and and, and express a piece of yourself yeah there's a lot of you know, as I was experiencing it, I realized there are some parts that were free form kind of co-creation, this, this lovely meditative back and forth. And there are other parts that definitely touched on, you know, what we, what we know from you know, sort of role-playing game type storytelling experiences. And, and one of the things, and we were just talking about this, like one of the things for me is that like, I have that history mm-hmm. and I was thinking even during it, like, you know, someone who isn't coming with that baggage uh, how were they going to react to certain, would they, would they get lost or would they find it very liberating to like be like given choices in this way, maybe not being used to being, being given it. Whereas like me old grognard here, you know, I'm like, I'm <laughs> totally like, Oh, we're doing this great. Okay. Here's how this is going to go. Um, uh, it, it's, um, uh, it, 
it's 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 funny um in in that uh so if, of course we've just done your beta so i'm thinking about um ab about the lessons that we've learned and what the experience was with you um because uh the people that don't have the have the propensity their their stories are completely um it, it very much comes from that person uh so there may or may it's a different type of role play or experience that goes on which is to say that um there's we've gotten they around like as tactical as i got i got tactical <laughs> yeah you, you got well you got you, you got did you got very tactical yeah um experience which i'm still wondering why it went down that road not that i'm kind of like it went awry because what the fun thing about it for me um even though i'm guiding it so to short, short answer someone won't get lost if I'm doing a good job of guiding them through this story. Yeah. yeah. And we've um, made it, we have made it that way yeah. so that you can have no role playing experience and still. But it was, I don't know, something about your story and like, uh, maybe you should, maybe you should tell, talk about your story a little bit. So there's a little context. Yeah. Well, I mean like we, we, we crafted this world and like, Spencer, do you have a recording in that world? Because like I kind of want. Oh, good. I'm gonna oh, need, yeah. I'm gonna need a recording yeah. in that world for uh, for safety purposes and for research purposes. We yeah, have but I want. Uh, I want. I want. I want the. I want the copy of that because like it's pretty fascinating. We world. made. Yeah, we made this world, and the world was because you know you you. I, I really don't want to like say how we made the world. Right. Like, that was that was a highlight for me. Like like walking going through that, all the things we're doing with scent. I mean, I think. I think before we get into like storytelling, because mm -hmm. storytelling is like where we kind of we, we landed. Sure. I think we want to ground in the fact that the scent guide part and the the whole scent part of it is that that's not a minor part. No, it's of course. It's, mm -hmm. Yeah, the absolutely. So, Christoph, maybe you could talk a bit about because um, we can talk about like the role playing side of this, mm -hmm. but let's start off with the pure experiential side and the scent. So, you you make custom candles is like what you do for a living yeah uh two years ago i started a candle company called cantrip candles where each of the candles smells like an environment that you'd encounter in a D, &D game or any sort of fantasy world um and so in my experience of that i met spencer through long story some la story how we met we and blah blah blah, blah. um <laughs> i started working with spencer and we crafted this whole experience and he's pulling in the production side, the immersive theater side, and I'm pulling in my knowledge of scent and my ability to combine with being a dungeon master, kind of morph a room through smell. Yeah. And so um, that's kind of what we touch on in this experience. So while you're in this headspace where you're, you're ready to start crafting worlds and, and you're, you're ready to imagine at a, like kind of like a higher rate than a normal daydream. You're like really kind of pumping out imagination. I'll hit you with a wide variety of smells and those smells through nostalgia or through personal memory or through personal associations will lead you down a pathway. And then we've bam un opened a new room in this dungeon or created a new town to explore. So, I mean, smells are crazy in that, it's funny sometimes uh, spencer was there for one time where i we were i was playing around with the combination of smells and i was like what if we add this this and this and we both smelled it and our pupils literally dilated as we were like holy moly what is that mm. it ended up being our den of thieves scent and it's like one of the most evocative well-selling scents because for some reason this combination of scents 
triggers nostalgia for so many people. People have written to me being like, it's so evocative. I don't know what you it is. It reminds me. Yeah, I'll bring it out. It reminds me of my grandparents' basement. It reminds me of the army. And I'm just like, I don't know what it is, but something about those three smells unlocks a memory. Mm. So we started adding that into the experience. Mm-hmm. And so someone can smell something and be like, now my world is a verdant forest or now my world is a mountain, something like that. Yeah. And it was, it was, we'd been working, we'd been working on the project for, I don't know how long uh, before that before that candle uh, came about, but it was it was a really you get those really concrete moments where um, it was even just in the beginning stages where we got that scent and we got that uh, uh, that experience where it just it was kind of a like oh this is going to work because yeah. there's a lot of speed bumps along the way and we were like I don't know is can we really make an experience based on scent? And then little moments like that are kind of like, yeah, you can, and you can do it really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and just the process of, I mean, like, you know, this like sense pretty much hardwired into memory mm-hmm. and just that, that like, I did not expect like sort of like the anchor memory that we wound up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't I like that you called it an anchor memory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought, about that moment in a very long time. I was thinking about someone related to that moment, not that person Mm. in that moment, but like someone else who's from that portion of my life, Mm. uh, not too long ago. But the fact that I detected at the scent of ash in, in (laughs) that led me to a bonfire Mm -hmm. on a beach that led me to a very specific Mm -hmm. moment. And that became the anchor. And I'm like, yeah, it's been it's been the better part of, you know, not 20 years, but like that's a 20 year old memory and mm-hmm. not one I visit very often. Yeah. And to get raced back there was sort of like, oh, this is fascinating. And right? and, and that's exactly that. That's exactly the cornerstone that we build these things on, because yeah. it's um, the the. the <laughs> The the shitty version of this is like the bad uh hol- the bad Halloween where you uh the Halloween experience where you, stick where your you hand. yeah you stick yeah. your hand in grapes and its eyeballs yeah. and spaghetti and its brains, but um oh I really want someone to like do one of those specifically here in town and sell it for like a seventy five dollar ticket and like be uh, like but like, like but like do it a, but do it like full cheesy like oh. someone like mocking uh, mocking that slash mocking a hell house like, yeah just yeah, like exactly. a, yeah. yeah if it was yeah. like to purposefully do a sh- the shittiest Halloween mm-hmm. yeah. A haunted yeah. house that you've ever been through? Yeah. That would be fun. Like the saddest haunted house ever. That just gets broken. And the, and the it experience... would trend so hardcore in the city. Like, yeah. oh yeah. This is, someone would do it. And I think I know what the next it. guest in the host Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. And like right in the middle of it, someone's mom comes home and shuts the whole thing down. Yes. And so, and I don't stale know, beer. Yeah. I, oh God, stale beer. That's great. I don't know why the last two podcasts have involved like riffing and like inventing shows in the middle of them. But anyway, so, so we've got that. Um, now I really want to do that. But yeah, no, like the, the but well, I don't know if like the, the spaghetti brains things is like, if that really is like the, the, I guess like, yeah, if it was like all, you know, like, Ooh, now you smell this and mm-hmm. now you smell yeah. that. Let me tell you, as opposed to you're drawing information exactly. to, to color it. it it's truly, the, yeah. it, it, it's truly the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, uh, because we're using, it, we're using common play and a common inspiration point to, to go, to go in a place together rather than 
to try to associate it with something predetermined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, and and because of that, like, I mean, we this fantasy world emerged that like this fantasy planet that like I've never dreamed that dream mm-hmm. before. I've never dreamed of a world where like there's a mountain range on the equator that's all snowy. Like I've never seen a snowy ringed world. Right. Mm-hmm. I've never seen. I've never seen. I've seen like you know you know, all one type of planet, you know, mm-hmm. terrain worlds, plenty. I'm a Star Wars geek. Mm-hmm. That's all we do. Mm-hmm. But like, I've never seen that, mm-hmm. that world that, that came out of me well, before. And that's the fun part yeah. about it. That mm-hmm. it's also, it's also a little bit of a challenge because, um, a lot of immersive shows will be not scripted, I, uh, but, um, yeah. predetermined. Yeah. yeah. Well, some are scripted, but some of them strive to be like, we're, this is organic and we're mm-hmm. pulling it out of a hat as we go. And I'm like, if done well, sure, but most of the time it kind of falls flat because we're kind of like, what the heck is going on? And so there's always there's always that risk with um, this experience in that like you could, for example, the, the city that you thought of, it took me, I had to ask some serious questions yeah. to understand what you were saying. And then once I understood how you smelled this, saw this, pictured it like this, once I kind of linked up with you, then the story can start to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's for some people, they'll they'll start to describe a world and they'll be like, I'm picturing like a forest. And I, forest or forest, you can kind of get that. But yours was so specific that I was like, I got a little nervous. I was like, if I don't start to comprehend what he's talking about, we, how do we tell the story together? And so I had mm. to ask more and more questions so that, because it would be a disservice to you for you to come in here and start to create this wonderful world in your head and me not to respect it by not understanding it. Yeah. So I, it, it's, no, it's, I, I, it's I, that I, I, tricky role of like flying by the seat of your pants but, yes. but also trusting that it's gonna yeah. work and, out and that's the that's the way that we that's the way that we that we built it out in yeah. uh, in that way so that it's not um so that it's you know it's not improvised and that we're just gonna spin off and go in whatever direction based on on you making a suggestion um but the the structure of it is that we build this interaction to get you on the same page um it's because it, it we go to them all the time. We make them all the, the time. Those the the pieces that people have the monologue in their back pocket. Yeah. And and for for me, when I get to that point, I become a passive audience member. Right. Um, like it starts to feel like oh, they've just they've been biding their time mm-hmm. to get Waiting to the to moment. Get to the checkpoint. Yeah. 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 I mean, and even if it's a wonderful checkpoint, I'm still I'm still a passive audience member at that at, at that point in time. Which you know, cool. That's there's nothing. That if that's the piece that they that wants to be made, then that's the piece that wants to be made. Um, uh, uh, but making sure that uh, making sure that we go through the process in the right way, um, ideally, it feels like Kristoff is finishing your sentences. Mm. Um, it, it feels like we're in your head and and things. Work no in a new yeah, yeah. No well, they, yeah yeah but it, it 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 works though it it takes it took a lot of time yeah. to get there but um well and I felt like even in like in, in the one we just did like like I liked how you wrapped up the story right like mm-hmm. the encounter got very tactical mm-hmm. um but then like what was left of the encounter felt like back on track back on track and and it felt like oh we've just we just did the prologue Thank for, you. Yeah, that's you great know, that you say that. That's yeah. exactly what we were shooting for. Yeah. Thank you. We, yeah. we want people to come out of this experience 
not only with a cool memory and and a cool experience with scent and a candle, um, but we want you to be able to take literally a world and a character and, and, a, and a prologue and go out and play it. Like we want you to be able to take the world and the character that you just created and play it a D&D game or write a book about it or paint a picture. But you should, I mean, over the session, truly feel inspired. And as you're driving home to be like, wow, I wonder what was in that cave that I didn't go in. Or I wonder if that I got stabbed in the shoulder, if that's going to get infected, like, like all those things, you should just be able to ruminate and sizzle on them. And then hopefully when you revisit it by lighting the candle, get inspired again and like want to explore the world more. Yeah. Well, and there's this principle in, I mean, back, back in the old white wolf days, like the idea of like doing a prologue for a character in order to someone to understand. And this idea of like, collaborating, like so, so often with a role playing game experience, particularly because they're, computer role-playing games mm. like it's an, building your character is an isolated experience mm-hmm. and it's a very american thing to like isolate yourself to understand who you are mm-hmm. then you bring it to the table and does it clash with everybody else and it always does and it always does <laughs> as opposed to the idea and and I'm, I'm in the middle of like reading like the new the new vampire books and like there's there's some there's been some controversy around them but like embedded into them is a lot of thought about okay, right from the jump, how do we make sure that we've created a group of characters that are interdependent on each other? How do we Mm -hmm. reflect it in the world? Mm -hmm. How do we keep coming back to the socialization is the point? Mm -hmm. The socialization is the point. Mm -hmm. And there's something deeply, you know, kind of team human about that. How do we, how do we get back to the idea that it's the co-creation? It's not someone going like, oh, I'm min-maxing, like, look how I'm going to lord it over everyone at the table. But what can we do? What offers can we can we make? I mean, right. if anything, like it was going to give a note, you know, like I, I would have been more receptive, like more offers out of you mm-hmm. over the course of, as the character kind of comes together. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a little bit of an anxiety of, you know, like, all right, now, now we're going to have a character like, Oh God, like who there, are we? Yeah, yeah. There's a heavy ask on yeah. the, the um, audience member, which, it's still maybe being tweaked a little bit. Yeah, we, we, we want we want we don't want anyone to feel intimidated like you're going to be grilled. Come right. up with a world right now. Yeah, um, and definitely didn't feel that way when we were world building. Like yeah, yeah. When, um, when I was doing it with you, it it almost felt like I I I knew that there was a little bit of a fire under under the. Like you were kind of being put in the hot seat, but I was yeah. like, he can do this. Yeah. It's just like, and so I kind of have to read the room and, and there have been moments where someone's like, I, I, I guess I'm just like a human. I was like, that's totally fine. Let's start with what your hair looks like. Yeah. What, um, what, do you have freckles? Like things like that, that, and then it's funny how someone will be like, I have freckles, but also I feel like I have this wand <laughs> that like, and I'm like, well, there it is. Like it, yeah. it just explodes out yeah. of you. Yeah. It's how do you, how do you get the, how mm-hmm. do you get the key open? Yeah. I mean, it, are you guys familiar? I don't know which one it was. There was one of the Ultima games had, uh, I never played it myself, but I, I would read about them because I was obsessed with reading about computer games because I didn't have a computer to play it on. <laughs> one of the Ultima games, the the character creation system was a tarot reading, essentially. Uh, oh, I right. have heard of that. Yeah. Right? yeah. Right. And so this idea of like, you know, like you're, you're making these choices and you don't really know what choice you're making but right. by the end and and some people love that and of course min maxers hate They're it like, like that's not what i wanted yeah, yeah. yeah. like i don't know what i, I mean I, my favorite computer role-playing experience would be like the mass effect series because oh those are beautiful i always felt like i was choosing the subtext of what the character mm-hmm. was saying and mm-hmm. i know there are people who absolutely hate it because they want to know exactly what, what everything means yeah yeah but mm-hmm. no i didn't mean for my character to say that right and it's like 
dude, you weren't in the recording studio when they did any of this. One right? time, <laughs> one time I, I was playing Witcher 3 mm. and there was a dialogue line that I thought was completely reasonable, but it led to my character killing another character. And I was like, that's not what I wanted at all. And mm. I like exited the game. I was about to reload. And then I was like, first of all, you're throwing a temper tantrum about a video game. <laughs> Second, um, that's, that's the game. Like, keep playing and like see see how this path leads you as opposed to like reloading and choosing a different answer like go yeah. with your instincts see how it goes but there is there is some it, it it's it's funny that you say that because th- there is some validity to that feeling in experience right we um it's one of the tweaks that we actually um that we actually made um and I'm, i'll try not to give away uh everything but there was um to to make it so that you didn't have an outcome that you were specifically desiring and then thinking that you had to make a choice to get to that specific mm, outcome yeah, because it's like where you get into min maxing where you get into to, to all of that is by i want this specific thing to happen right now i'm right. going to try and go get that thing as opposed to um feeling in feeling in the moment and feeling inspired and wanting to go to uh towards the thing that the inspiration creates yeah like the twin poles for me is like you know who is like when it's working well in any of this stuff whether it's mass effect or witcher or or this if something's working well it's a matter of who is the character and how am i feeling mm-hmm. and those mm-hmm. are the two things that make that that should lead in my decisions exactly not you know, and if if the character has a goal, then yeah, maybe that'll temper. But that was my favorite thing about Mass Effect because there was like the Renegator Paragon. It would just sometimes be like, oh, I'm just going to go in my feelings. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, what is Sheridan feeling mm-hmm. right now? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I would oh, I I didn't regret a single choice I made in that game because mm-hmm. I always went with what was my right. gut reaction in mm-hmm. the moment. Right. And 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 went on from there. And there'd be times when, you know, I was like being good, being good, being good. And then the wrong character would piss me off and I would like shoot people and I'd be like, that's what they deserve. (laughs) So with your story, um, you, we had this encounter and I think now that I'm like ruminating on it, the reason why it was an encounter was because your goal was to get to the top of this mountain, Yeah. but it was, it was going to be a goal that was going to take months. And so I was like, well, I can't, we can't really do that unless we're doing a montage type thing where it's like, and you get for, so I was like, let's see what happens if he's come across by bandits. Like let's, so we know that he's, he's this man that that's helpful along the way. And and you can explain your character further. It's your character. But from my interpretation, he's like pretty much just going along the way, like seeing the world as he's making his way to the top of the mountain. But so I wanted to see that aspect of him that maybe I wasn't sure if I could picture clearly yet. I was like, let's see what happens yeah, you say if he needs to him. defend himself. Yeah. 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 And like, and, and what was interesting there was that like, I mean, cause like what started to come out was a little bit of Roland, a little bit of Kwai Chen Kane from Kung Fu, right? Like a little bit of a, a character out of Irish myth and that he's mm-hmm. like under a Gesh. Which I loved, by yeah. the way. Who yeah. uses the word gash, first of all? <laughs> well, uh, Kieran Gillen does, and he might have been using it in <laughs> Die. Do you know about Die? No. Oh, I'm going to get to it. Okay, so do you know who Kieran Gillen is? No. Mm. Okay, so comic book writer Kieran Gillen, uh, I'm probably say his name wrong, uh, best known uh, for The Wicked and the Divine, uh, which is this brilliant book that is all about its... Uh, what it's basically like what if pop stars were gods mm. um and Into that. yeah super great absolutely beautiful book um 
can't remember the name of his artist right now, which is a shame because the artist is absolutely brilliant. Someone out there is Jamie McKelvey. Thank you. Um, <laughs> someone, I was like, someone out there is screaming. I can hear it. I can hear someone's. Yes, you were screaming into the. It, you were screaming <laughs> Jamie McKelvey's name, and it reverberated back through time into my head. You did a good job, whoever you were. So Jamie McKelvey is the artist who's just the art is amazing, um, and um, like you know. You can tell, like, oh, this character's Rihanna, this character's Prince, this character. Like, Lucifer mm-hmm. is Bowie, but Lucifer is female Ooh, Bowie. I want to check this oh, out. Oh, no, it is brilliant. Um, his latest comic book, a different artist, but his latest comic book is called Die. And the premise of Die is this. In 1991, a group of teenagers went to someone's house to play a, a game that their friend had invented. And they disappeared. Hmm. And years hmm. later, they reemerged, save for one of them. Now, it's almost 30 years later. They're all middle-aged. They've gotten back together, and they get sucked back into that world where their friend is still, the one who made the game, is still alive. I'm looking it up, and first of all, yes, the art is fantastic. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, but yeah it looks the yeah. goth Jumanji is goth, one of the goth Jumanji. I was just thinking Jumanji. <laughs> goth yeah. Jumanji, like D and D meets Ooh, Narnia. I like that. I'm and that. oh, I'm it gets it. better. So not only is it the comic book, but he's making it as a role playing game. I think, yeah. And the in the role playing game, you play. Get ready. You play middle aged people who have gotten back together with their old gang mm-hmm. to play this game. So you're play you have two layers. You have Whoa. you have your play so you past and present or Well no, you're playing both you come in, so I Noah might be playing uh you know, Danielle mm-hmm. who is a divorced mother mm-hmm. who used to play uh Lorthak The God Binder. Oh, that's cool, right? And so I'm playing the character at the table, and I'm playing Mm -hmm. because it could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's totally crazy. And then the the gimmick to it is that everyone has the one die, and and the thing is is that Gesh is a thing, so it was fresh on my mind. But also, Mm. like maybe I studied like Irish myth, so like maybe I guess that's the point though is that you're able to. But what's great is that you were able to tap in to that, um, uh, which is part of the wonderful thing about your. Um, uh, about your story, yeah, um, and it's a gift that you got to play with, and mm-hmm. that you di- and that you used, and mm-hmm. you even like used against yeah, me. Yeah, I tried is, to. W- no, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and that's and that's the thing is like I mean like it became that encounter to them because oh it's time to play to win mm-hmm. right you know mm-hmm. like and that's the thing is like you, no matter how much I might still I might be believe in the play to be play for drama or play for interesting play mm-hmm. to lose like play to make interest everybody particularly in a solo experience you start going like oh wait no like but well, i've got i gotta i gotta survive this encounter it, like what are the stakes it's great because yeah. um it, it it's funny when uh we, we say that you're the the sort of climactic moment was very tactical for you but uh from my little uh fly in the wall vantage point i couldn't i can tell you the point when you uh when you went into the mode mm. um there you you paused for a second and then went like boom the dagger uh and then a and then a dagger came out yeah and the the story christoph christoph had that the you know put the put the ingredient in the pot and you went boom right to a boil yeah um which is funny because i would also like to point out um at the beginning of the story you described the daggers only come out mm-hmm. as a last resort right 
and the dagger came out <laughs> right away. Okay, but like you had, you were surrounding me on all sides, and they were coming yeah, to charge. Yeah. And it's like it's it's five on it's five on one, and I was just like, mm, I guess I guess something's gone horribly wrong. It was it, I, it was great. Yeah, that was um, perfect. <laughs> no, I mean, so so there there is a method of kind of keeping. All, if if it was just telling a story back and forth, there would be no challenge. People have a tendency not to put their, not to limit themselves, not to challenge themselves. Right. As when especially when uh, from the perspective of your kind of like, not necessarily the hero, but the main character or something along those lines. And so, um, being able to randomize the results is really fun because yes, you could throw that dagger, but then what it happens? doesn't hit. Yeah. Well, and that's the complication. Mm-hmm. It's complication, well, and that's that's. That's the interesting thing, right? And and, and that's the um, uh, that's the that's the great thing about a- adding pure chance to an experience, um, even a, in a contained way that isn't algorithmic, that isn't um, anything but just an, something new comes up, uh, whether it's good or bad, and then you react to the moment um, together. It, that's that's even down to the nature of travel, right? You yeah. go into a different area, there is a, a complication that goes against your plan, and what you do depends on, uh, determines what the outcome of your experience is. Yeah. No, and, and there's there's a movement in all gaming right now of like trying to get away from fail states. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think that's, and maybe that's also one of the reasons why I went, like my inclination is to go tactical, is just you you when you've played long enough and played in worlds where there's lots of fail mm-hmm. states like you just default to sure. that mode as a as a vo- as as opposed to defaulting to complication right mm-hmm. even though the truth of it is it's complication even though very much aware mm-hmm. like like i could have although it's it's funny cuz like on the one hand you want to be like oh um this is for me. I have script immunity. Of course mm-hmm. I can do anything, but it, there's something nice to like that little bit of like, Oh, but I do, I have script immunity. Right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like that mm-hmm. tension right. comes in. You start right. making it's, different decisions. It's interesting because, um, I'm looking, I'm thinking back to previous sessions that we've had. And there was this one girl that played, um, and she does not have any experience in role playing. She doesn't have any experience in D and D things like that, and she still had. First of all, she had a phenomenal time. She had this wonderful, evocative story. It was. I was like, wow, that was a fantastic story. But mm. there was a moment where I, she was in a cave and she was fighting this. Or she wasn't fighting. She was encountering this large shadow monster in a crystal cave or something. And I was like, okay, we're about to go into like, do you dodge out of the way? Do you, do you try to stab it? Like, what do you want to do? How do you want to defend yourself? And she stood there her character stood there and she was like, why don't like, why, why are you down here? And she just started talking to this creature, talking to me. Mm. And I was like totally expecting that it was going to go into this big danger, crazy music playing, like all that. And it just ended up being this very sweet, calm, like, well, why can't you just like work with me here? Like, let's get through this together. And it, and it completely changed the, the dynamic of the story and the, the outcome of the story. So, whether you take it tactical or whether you take it um, more of a conversationally, it, it it's that mutual steering of the story that makes it exciting. So you can approach the conflict in all sorts of different ways to get out of it in a different way. Like had had your character 
and like take me let's see where it goes yeah. i have no idea where they would have taken you but we would have discovered that together yeah. Yeah, like, but that's not as cool as throwing a dagger. Uh, so. I mean, like, I mean, there, there definitely could have been, like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I didn't know. That's the other thing. It's like, I, I didn't necessarily know who the guy was. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know, like, how, you know, how Kane from Kung Fu or how, you know, you know, Roland DeShane mm-hmm. was. And it turned out he was a lot more Roland mm-hmm. in that moment, yes. which I did not. I didn't. I didn't know. It's also kind of fun because everything you know, becomes canon. Like, as mm-hmm. you're, there's nothing yeah. to build this off of. So. You said purple plants, bam, there's purple plants there. And now it's like, so let's talk about why those purple plants are there. Yeah. I saw you like you pulled out like, you know, the color of the stone mm-hmm. to like reference like the, the southern part. So right. so not only did this did this world have like an, uh, an, ecosystem, a, an yeah. equatorial mountain range, but like there was this. It had like this grand canyon that stretched from that mountain range thousands mm. of miles down to the sea in which uh, one giant city was like carved out of and, stone and that just appeared out of nowhere yeah well that's and that's uniquely you yeah. uh, and and i say uniquely not just you noah but uniquely you noah and christoph like yeah. it comes from that uh relationship based on based on a validation of your choices in a building uh with mm. the with the lego blocks that you kind of bring us um it's not like we have our own the um uh that that same uh the the same gal in um in in beta test said something that that uh uh that that meant a lot to me she said that you have um you have a structure but not an agenda um mm. and uh it it meant a lot because i didn't uh, we we don't want someone to feel like um Oh, I'm coming with my toys, and you're going to bring out your toys, and that's what it is. Yeah. Um, it's something where where some that's how something magical happens is that when there's something that you bring yourself to, and that someone else brings themselves to, uh, results in a creation that's unique. And the the thing, the other dimension of it that's definitely interesting is that the the mood in here. And I don't want to give away the details, although I do want to ask one question is like, is this how you're set up normally or have you done a little, a little extra? We've done a lot extra, but <laughs> I do take pride in this magical home. Yeah. And I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you come in and it's, it's like, I, I'm sad that by the time it's, it's going into like, you select tickets, like we're probably not going to have this month-long rainstorm that we've been having. Oh, so, I know. What yeah. a perfect like, night for it. Yeah. So, yeah. like, there's something there's something so perfect about mm-hmm. this kind of experience on, like, a, 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 a misty, mm-hmm. rainy night. Like, it doesn't yeah. get better than that. And that was a misty, rainy night. That was another reason why I was, like, the ash and mist and rain and fire took mm-hmm. me back because, like, it was that kind of, same kind of vibe up there. Mm-hmm. And so you, di- you dial in, like, where you're going to go and, and you come into this space and you're just instantly... This is a very different vibe than whatever yeah. I was just doing. And and uh, and we're in beta right now. You haven't even seen the the, the coup de grace. Um, there's oh a piece. There's a piece. There's Gash one element. Coup de grace. These yeah. words that are yeah, coming yeah. out tonight. The there there's one piece. Um, literally actually, words. literally in the mail. Oh wow. Um, uh, that um, that that I think is going to to open up things in in a really cool way. We it it was not something that was. Uh, no part of it was something that was 
uh, quickly done. Um, but we, we really worked from top to bottom to not overwhelm people, but provide points of inspiration so mm -hmm. that no matter where you look, it's not like something's in your face, yeah. but if you're looking closer, there's something there for you. There, there's, there's so much polish in this, like yeah. the heart, you know, the heart of this on the storytelling side is, is, you know, relatively simple, made better by, I imagine years of experience DMing for people. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then the, the scent side is like, I mean, that's like a whole universe of your scale. It also it ex kind of experience that maybe someone's never had. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah, you it's, know, it's, like it's, I, it's a rare thing. I enjoy people's face when they smell things. Yeah. Weird statement, but, no. but yeah, it's, 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 it's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, people's reactions are, they, this is the first time they smelled certain things. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And, and, but the, the, the fundamental building blocks are, are pretty simple, right? It's like, yeah. there are essential oils with smells in them and then there's words. Mm -hmm. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Yeah. It's, it smells and words and, and well, then there's you know, music going on, but like there's smells and words and a little bit of music and a little, and you know, and, and some mood, some mood mm -hmm. lighting. We have, we have, we have very yeah. subtle scene shifts that yeah. happen. Yeah. Um, and if so, you're looking for them. Yeah. And, 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 well, and that's what it is. It's like those things are polish, right? Mm -hmm. Like those layers that you add on, you know, you don't necessarily need the music. You don't need the subtle scene shifts. But by laying them on and getting the details right, the piece polishes up and right. you start to feel like, oh, this is this is a thing. This mm -hmm. like you, you set up with a goal like we're going to create a memory for you. And it's like, yeah, like, I mean, I would not even despite how tumultuous everything in my world right now is because like we're preparing for a giant event and busy mm -hmm. in brain like that world is really like what is that world yeah. like what mm. came what what appeared here like how strange and i probably won't forget it i uh well once you get uh once you get the last piece yeah in the in the mail then, probably really won't forget it yeah, yeah. um and, ideally the i mean this is such a generic, like, come in and, and forget about your woes. And, and that's not what I'm trying to express. But a, a number of people have been like, I had the worst day. Like, afterwards, after the session, like, I had the worst day. And within five minutes, I completely forgot about all the other problems of the day. And I was just in this. And it was really nice to get a break. Yeah. And so in the same way, it's kind of like... It's the same. It's a similar feeling to you get when you're when you're really in a in, in a good role playing dynamic at a table and you're rolling dice or you're not rolling dice, but there's just you're 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 somewhere else. There's an escapism sense to it, but it's kind of heightened up because you're you're it's just it's you and me or you and someone else and me and it and it's it's quiet and it's tailored to keep you in that world. Even if you kind of try to break out of it, if you try to distract yourself, the sounds, the mood, the smells. The, the fact that I'm going to try to guide you back into that mode. Yeah. It, 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 it's a very immersive environment. Yeah. yeah. It lets you be, it lets you be here and, and, and gives you an excuse to not be anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's interesting that you say it because I was, I was going to, I, I would add on to the scent and, um, and the language that takes place. It, it's, it's human chemistry. Um, and that's what we're, uh, that's what the, the shifts, lights, um, everything is in, is in service of in that way. Um, we're not trying to do it for you. We're just trying to make sure that you have the platform f to, to 
to foster your imagination and foster your engagement. Um, and uh, in that way, I mean, I, I in, in doing research for this, I, I sat in on um, uh, on a couple of Christoph's sessions, and that was the thing that really that that struck me is yeah you've got drinks treats you know it's it's a social event definitely but there's an atmosphere and a vibe in the room Mm. that isn't forceful but um but is present so that you can if you need to adjust and shift back you've got that but the you know the fireside. The, that's my fault. Um, <laughs> I accidentally moved your thing. But the uh, fireside, but, yeah. the, but the fireside is still before you. Yeah. Um, well, and and I mean tone matters so much. Mm. In I mean at least well, as a theater nerd, when I RPG tone, it's like it's mm-hmm. there's, there's there's definitely there'll be stand up acting by people and then tone, like tone music sound scent mm-hmm. set in the mood, you know giving give people the vibe because that's that's i don't know that's my favorite part well mm. a situation so let's say you walk into a throne room depending on the tone it could become a, a situation of intrigue where it's the room is very tense and every word has to be very carefully chosen or a jester can come in and this whole situation becomes this very silly charismatic like oh it's like the the, the stakes can lower and heighten so easily with a couple key descriptions or a couple Mm. or even a change in music so i try to be very cognizant of that and 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 listening and trying to pick up on the the way that you want to steer that tone in a way like if i try to pick up on if you want this path up the mountain to be a jovial beautiful one or do you want it full of challenges and so when i was like you notice up in the distance there's some storm clouds and some mist you were like yeah and had you kind of been like ah i don't know then i'd be like but they'll fade away over a couple hours like because but i i sense that you're like yeah i want this to be an arduous pilgrimage i don't want it to be this like walk in the woods yeah and those and and it's it's getting yourself keyed up to pick up on that sort of stuff that's yeah that's the, the the mark of a good dm and the mark of a good interactor you know like what's what what signals are you being fed? exactly and you guys have you guys have the the weight of the experience of your experience behind you to to bring that so thanks cu- thank you kudos on that guys thanks um what are the essential things people need to know in order to get themselves uh, into a, a to one of these tales it's still, we're still tweaking a couple things, um, but the the easiest um, the easiest phrase is talesbycandlelight.com. dot com. Um, that is an easy phrase. That that's the uh, that's the that's the simplest way. Um, uh, be uh, beyond that, actually, it, it it's it's funny that as we're in 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 betas, that's part of the things that we're working out is the the way in mm-hmm. um to the experience in the first place um building it the right way um and introducing it the right way uh that that's part of what this um that's part of where we're at in, in developing it yeah we want even the this even the way that you submit to be part of this experience to already get you in that that train of thinking that kind of preps you for this the the mood that's in this room so we're trying to consider all these things so that to make it the immersion stretch not just 
be, to stretch outside of this room. We already know how to do it post. We've got the gifts that you're going to get, things like that. But we want the, the application process to be inclusive in that as well. I got a feeling you guys will, will figure a few things out on that. Thanks. I have, I have no, no question there. Christoph, Spencer. Spencer, it's always, always yeah. good to see you. Yeah, Thank likewise. You guys. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Once again, I want to thank Christoph Vischer of Cantrip Candles and Spencer Williams of Walk the Night, the co-creators of Tales by Candlelight. You can check out Tales by Candlelight at... Oh, did I have it? No, it's at, it's at walkthenightwithme.com. Uh, I know that off the top of my head, but I'm like, oh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? I can't find it. Um, yeah, it's definitely at... Uh, at, at um, oh, it's at To Walk the Night. Oh, there we go. To walk the night dot com uh, is where you'll find uh, Tales by Candlelight. There you go. Ha. It's in the show notes. You know how this rolls. I'm not going to start back over. I've got I've got I've got day job and freelance assignments that I need to go complete. Um, anyway, let's not talk about money for a minute because last week was taxes and that's all you need to know about that. Um what do what do we want to talk about? You know, I'm I'm I got to get myself back into the head space of like big picture, uh, particularly since going to give that talk next week. And it's been going kind of good. Um, I've been doing a lot of thinking about like the qualitative aspects, uh, not just of the work, but of the impact of the work. And you know, I mean, there's always the danger to like try and like you know we're going to make this stuff seem more important than it actually is. But there's something fundamental about sort of rewiring the way people interact with each other. Um, and I and I, I say that in a sense of not of like, you know, meddling to effect, but if anything, the reverse, right? Like the, the thing that I find interesting about immersive when it's working well, and the irony being like, it doesn't matter whether it's digital or physical, is that it's more dismediated or unmediated um, the world that was made for us in the 20th century was increasingly, and, and still is, the world we've been left with. It's increasingly a mediated world, right? With social media being sort of the, the, the final form, the pinnacle of that, in which presentation and systems of control and just everything kind of being honed and shaped in a way so that there's this, you know, what, what Chomsky talks about, like you know, manufacturing of consent, right? Like this, this, this idea that we're constantly being uh, bounced around and manipulated and kind of led to certain interactions. And even more importantly, that we are divorced from I hate to say authentic because it's a buzzword these days, but we're divorced from authentic interactions. We're, we're divorced from the parts that are crunchy. Um, we forget that there's, you know, flesh and blood people on the other side of, of online conversation. Uh, we had on those, uh, online conversations on, uh, everything immersive this week. There was a post that like got like a hundred comments. And I mean, one of the things that was interesting about that one was that there was, there was missing gaps in the frame. 
right? Like, uh, there was a lot of incomplete information going into, even from the start, right? Like they actually, the, the author came around uh, towards the end. It's like, oh, hey, I got, you know, there were some things that I was like running my assumptions was. And then like the people that I was talking about, like they've actually corrected me on this stuff, but I'm still like trying to like understand like why, right? It was, it was someone from kind of a business world trying to understand the motivations of artists, um, which is which is cool and fine. Um, it points, it almost got to the, you know, it got personal. Uh, it never fully crossed a line, but people definitely snarked at each other. Uh, people snarked at each other and, and, you know, folks who like didn't really didn't, I don't think they necessarily know each other in real life. Um, it always reminds me of the fact that they used to joke in the nineties about coming up with like a sarcasm font for the internet or something. Um, and we never did. And I'm like thinking that was a mistake. Uh, it's cause like tone doesn't come across, you know, someone's trying to be like witty and it just, I mean, we've, we've kind of replaced a bit with emojis, but there's still this, like we're, we're pushing through a medium. And when I say mediated, that's what I mean. Right. Is like we've, we we're pushing through this medium. We've constructed something to amplify our voices, right? Like a podcast to like get it out to all these places. And in that amplification, we're losing qualities. As technology catches up and we open up bandwidth, right? Um, we, we get more of the qualities. It it starts to simulate um, actual interaction better to the point where maybe we will get to like, you know, full real-time holograms, which is what they're doing on Star Trek Discovery. But I swear to God, the entire plot of season two is just to explain why. Like they introduced the technology in season one and then season two, like, hey, we got to explain why these aren't on the ships anymore. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what the whole plot is actually about, which is kind of sad. But sometimes Spackle's good. Sometimes Spackle's stories are fine. This this whole season has been a Spackle, uh, a spackle season. Um, hey, you know what? Sometimes they work if you, if you do it right. Um, this Star Trek Discovery mo moment was brought to you by CBS All Access. Kidding, kidding. Although, if you want to give me a free pass, um, what, what? That's like that's like two five dollar memberships to this thing. Um, <laughs> so we 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 push through and we lose qualities of what we're trying to do, and at a certain point, we start to mold ourselves to the medium. Right, we're molding ourselves to the medium instead of um, letting uh, letting those gaps be the gaps. Right, like we become a more effective communicator in that medium. Immersive requires bigger bandwidth. It requires somatic. It requires scent. Like on today's episode, what did we learn? Every class we learned about scent today. Um, it requires more inputs into the audience in order to create the experience of presence. That's something that changes, again, how we behave. We rewrite how we behave because we have better tools, finer tools, Right? Not as random or clumsy as a blaster, but something for a more civilized age. Ironically, right now, uh, our age isn't all that civilized. <laughs> and we can look at things like Twitter, which I still kind of like, uh, but mostly hate. Um, and, and the limitations of the form of Twitter, the limitations of the form of Facebook, and see how clunky. Like, we, we've scrunched ourselves down 
uh, into these little bite-sized chunks and we've stripped away context. We've stripped away subtlety. We stripped away nuance. Uh, and we insist that that which is able to be put into 280 characters used to be 140, um, is the full thing that there's, there's nothing else to, there's nothing behind it. There's, there's nothing, uh, inside that it's not, it's not a fractal statement. It's just is what it is. Um, and, and confuse the idea that we're able to make this aphorism and with the fundamental ground of reality. Like the reality is the tweet. The tweet is the reality. And that's the politics we have right now. And we see a hunger for greater context and it goes in a couple of different ways. Uh, the toxic form of it are full-on conspiracy theories because people know there must be something more than what's on the surface, but they want to be attracted to drama. They, 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 they need a big myth in order to drive things. Like there, there's a, there's a conspiracy theory piece that's going around right now. Um, and I don't want to repeat it because you give the memes power, but it was like so fundamentally ridiculous and also seemingly totally a ripoff of the movie us on a certain level. And I just saw that and I was like, man, you know, someone probably thought this was really funny when they made it. And what they don't realize, or maybe they do and they just don't care, is that it's going to hit brains that are ready for this myth, that want there to be something bigger, that, that want to be part of a grand narrative. And it's going to cause real harm. Um, and if you lack certain empathy circuits, then, you know, you, uh, you don't care. And if you're, you know, you have too many of those empathy circuits, you feel it the moment you read the thing. Um, this has been a really meandering one. Uh, I probably didn't have enough coffee today and I've got some deadlines coming, but again, I'm just kind of like feeling forward. Um, there's some, there's some thoughts about that are like related to things like Dunbar's number in terms of like, you know, uh, the way we structure social groups, how that sort of thing can apply to immersive experiences when we're doing experience design and we're ex designing around social units, um, things about community management, since I do a lot of that now, um, how exhausting it can be, how rewarding it can be, and just how people take care of each other. Uh, and that's something that really keeps coming back for me. It's just like, how are we taking care of each other? Uh, a big one on the community management side and like all this stuff is trying to, under the adage of like, you know, um, hate the sin, love the sinner, you know, that adage comes to mind. Um, just this idea of, can we divorce the idea from the person? Can we divorce the behavior from the person? Um, if we're going to accept the idea of change, um, if we're going to, to change, you know, have progress, then we've got to find ways to you know, reincorporate people who have done offense uh, or reincorporate. And, and not necessarily, I'm not talking like, you know, well, sometimes I am talking like big offense, but also just little stuff where like someone pisses you off because they said something in a way you don't like, or they hold a point of view that you find abhorrent um, and you don't necessarily have the time or the patience to deal with them. Um, but there could be a day down the road where, I don't know, I'm just trying to say like, find a way to like open the door, right? Like I, I get, I get not having the bandwidth. 
I often don't have the bandwidth to deal with folks who are so far outside your frame that you do not know where to start. But I also know that the hard work is looking at folks who are outside your frame and trying to figure out where, how. If we want something bigger, where, how do we bridge that? That's the work. That's, that's the work of a diplomat. Um, and it's, it's um, <laughs> diplomats, dip, diplomacy is a very Star Trek thing on the Star Wars side of things. You know, like sometimes you, you, you just don't have the patience, you know, like faster, easier, you know, the dark side appeals and you just want to fight. And other times you need to stand your ground and you need to make it clear, like, this is the line. These are the principles. Like, we don't, we don't step across them. Oh, this is freaking rambling. Sorry. Um, I'm wrestling with stuff right now, I guess was what I'm saying. Uh, and I went and used the end of episode as a therapy session again. So I kind of apologize. But I don't... I couldn't keep on doing the work we're doing if this was just about entertainment, just about people making gobs of money, just about people even making sustainable amounts of money, just about being able to quit a day job. If if that was all that we were doing, I wouldn't I we're almost 200 episodes into this. We're 5 years episode 5 years into the No Pro Pod project. Uh, it would not be sustainable. It's got to be about something more. And we may not even collectively as a community navigate our way to the point. But I feel like it's our duty to try. All right. Hopefully, hopefully I'll have something more coherent by next week. Thanks for uh, coming to my... Uh, <laughs> The, the dress rehearsal version of a talk, <laughs> which fails utterly so that we can have a good opening night. Um, all right, let's do the, um, let's do this. Some people turned off by now, which is fine. Like I, you don't need to hang around for it. If you did, thank you. Uh, okay, what are we going to do here? Um, hey, the music for No Persinium is by Chris Porter of the Speakeasy Society. The executive editor of No Persinium is... Catherine Yu. The sustaining backers of No Persinium are Jan Budman, Lonnie Hansen, Ari Hurstan, Mal- Mark, Bal- yeah, Mark Baltazar, Jesu Maria, what is wrong with my mouth? Sam Kinkin and Ross Sigworth. You can contact me, Noah at nopersinium.com, but it's better if you've got a show announcement to send it to pitches at nopersinium.com or use our Airtable links. Look on our website, nopersinium.com for those. Uh, We're at patreon.com slash nopersinium if you want to uh, financially back us so that I can be more coherent and write these things as opposed to just talking off the top of my head. Uh, I'm at at Noah G. Nelson on the hell that is escape that is Twitter. Uh, We're at no Persinium on Twitter. We're at no underscore Persinium on Instagram, the only social media that everyone likes and doesn't hate. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's enough for now. Um, until next time, I'll see you at the show. <laughs> <laughs>